Hello friends, welcome to the show. My name is Tom Broback and my guest today is Nate Hewitt. Nate and I work at the same facility for the past couple months and I'm stoked to have him on the pod. Nate is a sports performance coach for a training house in Edina, Minnesota. He works with athletes of all sports, mostly basketball and the cross players this past summer, and of all ages, from middle school kids working out for the first time to professional athletes trying to get a new contract. I hope you enjoy Nate's backstory and his philosophies on coaching. Let's get on to the show. Trying to think back what I was like in seventh grade. I feel like I, right. I feel like I, I think I started working out in, I think it was like summer of eighth grade, like right before or right after. I think before eighth grade, I started working out. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, mine was like right about there. I think that like yeah. junior high age, because that's when I started playing like, um, like AAU and stuff. It was probably that like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. 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 Give or, give or take. That's, that's when that was. I think that's but. when most, most kids like 12, 13, 14, like you're old enough to be unsupervised. Like your parents don't have to be with you everywhere you go and you start. I agree. They can, they, yeah, I agree. As I was like, say they can, they can definitely just like more um, like drop you off and be like, yeah. all right, he's going to like, they're going to be okay. If I leave for an hour, right. like, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be okay there. They'll be okay there for an hour and then I'll come, I'll come pick them back up. So usually they're, they're pretty good for the most part. So it's so, so much yeah. different now though, just with how many facilities are out in at least the twin cities that have sports performance. Oh, training. Yeah. Like for mm-hmm. us, it was like our high school and that's like all we knew. Um, there was like other things Same. in like Burnsville or other yeah, cities, but like growing up in Roosevelt, the only thing I knew is like go work out the high school and or work out your house, and that was it. So it's it's changed, I think, completely for the better. But uh, hopefully, that, I agree that that's uh, which is great for kids because I think um, there's just an ever growing need for kids to have purpose outside of their house and technology, um, especially with COVID, especially with all this distancing, like you can funnel a lot of energy into working out and hopefully being better at sports. I agree. I agree. I was like, yeah, it's it's crazy how many people like just offer it these days. Like how many people like, like you said, just sort of companies that kind of do that these days. And it's, um, I think it's been, I think it's definitely beneficial though. Like I was like, it definitely opens up new gateways and I can't remember who I was talking to. Um, this weekend we were talking about something like that. Um, just about like, how um like with like kids these days like in school like it's not even like it's it's definitely not like a priority anymore to like to just teach them like basic movements you know it's not like like we weren't obviously we weren't like taught it like like as much as like we are here is in detail but like how to just like jump you know or like or like just like be able to move like, I just remember like in elementary like every year we always did like something like um like like gymnastics like even though we didn't even offer gymnastics at the school like we did like a gymnastics um you know course or or section of the year in elementary gym that was, it was like you know a month month and a half like six weeks but just like to learn how to like do a somersault or like a barrel how to like walk on a balance beam and i'm like i feel like kids like don't even get that these days like it's just like <laughs> i don't even know what they do these days in gym I, class it's just I, 
Yeah, for sure. Well, they don't have gym because they're, you know, they've been remote for so long and the gym gets cut out of school. So like you keep hearing in the news, cutting gym, cutting recess, cutting physical activity, going back to Mm -hmm. gymnastics. I think of the non-major sports in America, most Mm -hmm. kids should do a little bit of gymnastics growing up just to understand where their body is in space, because I was terrible at that growing up. And I felt like it really hindered uh, my ability to be better at football, better at basketball, better track athlete. And I think the, uh, at least for guys, like gymnastics doesn't get pushed at all. And there's so mm-hmm. many good qualities to it. I agree. I agree. I, was, I, I remember talking to some of my college buddies back in the day, like they talked about that. They're like, yeah, the first thing I'm signing my kid up for is like gymnastics. Like they're, even if they're the only boy in it, like they're going to do gymnastics for at least like a year or two. And I'm like, yeah, that's smart. I'm like, I don't know why, like, I don't know why you wouldn't like just like you said, just learn basic like landing and jumping and like balance mechanics. I'm like, that's phenomenal. Same thing of like introducing kids to like soccer at a young age. Like understand how to like use your feet and like where your feet are at when you're moving. It's like it's just so important that like people just totally overlook it. <laughs> I thought the same thing. It's a little a little riskier, but like snowboarding and skiing, just like mm. going off mm-hmm. like little jumps and like progressing to flips. Like you don't get those qualities in the traditional American sports, but I think as the, oh, no. the holistic athlete, it's so much better uh, for long-term development. And then I think that's where as uh, either therapists or coaches, we can come in and provide some of those movements to expose them to uh, here's something you probably haven't done in your sport. How are you at it? Yep. Is it helping your development? Is it helping you challenge you a little bit? Uh, does it, and then hopefully it transfers over to what they want to be good at at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So I, I kind of think of that too. Like when I, um, uh, my work with like the really, really little kids, the same thing as it's like kind of just trying to introduce them to like, what are some movements that like you just don't do on a regular basis? Like what's something that you wouldn't get from, you know, playing soccer or going to play like flag football or something. It's like, what's something that we can show you or introduce to you that you don't regularly get. And I, feel like that's starting to be a little more important just because like kids are starting to like they're trying they're a lot more kids are like um playing only specific sports these days I feel like at a younger age um there's a lot of kids that I feel like they just because like the demand the demand of sports are just growing so much where it's like a kid in like fifth grade if they don't like absolutely love like the game of basketball they just kind of like it they're not like not even going to make a team or they're not going to be able to go to practice or anything. And so they're like, all right, screw it. I'm not going to play basketball anymore. <laughs> Cause they're like, they're like the opportunities are just like going down because it's starting to get like so much more competitive, at like a younger age. It's so unfortunate because you see so many professional athletes where they have these, you just look at the quarterbacks in the NFL. And I've, I've talked about this before Tom Brady, he was on an and eight nine B team in high school uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't get all the scholarships he wanted. Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Russell Wilson was too short. You go on and on. Lamar Jackson should have been a running back. And mm-hmm. these are the what we consider the the best athletes in the world. And they didn't oh, peak right. until they were in their you know in their twenties. And at age twelve, we expect kids to know their future. It's it's absolutely bizarre. When do you think is an appropriate age? Yeah. Um, because at some point, kids are going to choose maybe one, maybe two sports. At what age do you yeah. think that oh, yeah, is absolutely. appropriate? And it's like, okay, I can see you putting all your eggs in this basket because 
we're at this point where it's it's okay for your development. Um, question. I'd try. I'd probably say. Like 15, 16, 17. I'd say like 15. Yeah. Give or take. I was like 15 and you're like a freshman in high school. I would say that's an appropriate age of like, especially if you're looking at it from like um like a bigger school concept of it too. It's like even just to like get on the field or get on the court, like you're probably gonna have to focus this on one thing. Um, I think just because how um because of like everything that's been going on with performance training and like the skills training these last few years, like um people just get um, just like that. They dial in on such like um, a specific skill set. So I feel like if you don't at that 15, 16 age, if you aren't like putting in more work or effort into like really mastering a certain skill set, I think, I think at that point you're going to start falling behind because unfortunately in a way too, is there's going to be people who are going to get to 10 to 12 and they're only going to focus on one sport. So it's like at the end of the day, even though I don't really agree with doing it that young, if you don't ever just really focus just on one, those are the people that are still going to pass you up because that's all they're focusing on, you know? So it's kind of that um, give and take with it. But I, I would say, I'd say 15, I'd say 15. I think if someone, you know, said, Hey, I'm only going to play this sport and, or maybe, you know, one or two sports, I'd be like, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's, I think that's probably a pretty solid time. I like what you said about the bigger schools. If you go to a school with, 800 kids and 900 kids, a thousand kids. There's only five kids that can be on the basketball court at once. At some point you got to put a little more effort and energy into basketball. If you want to be on the court, same with other mm-hmm. sports. So I think right. the, the context matters of, of the size, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that freshman, sophomore, especially if you're want to pursue sports after high school, whether collegiate or even professional mm-hmm. at some point, um, that focus can come in, but Hopefully we can keep that age a little bit higher than what we tend to see where these, uh, have you ever seen videos? It's like four and five-year-old hockey players and parents are just going nuts. And it's like, these kids <laughs> yeah. can, they can yeah. barely skate. Yeah. It's like, give them some time. I like, get them used to the sport, but they got, you know, decades of, of the sport if they want to play a long time. So let's not, uh, yes. let's not microwave every kid. Let's try to, let's, you know, slow cook them and, Hopefully that leads to better uh, health and, and performance down the road. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, I think that's a good thing too, is just to give them more opportunities than just one thing. Like, oh, that's only sport you're going to play. So um, yeah, I think it's good to introduce them to a lot of stuff, like you said. And um, yeah, the, 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 uh, the school, the school aspect or the um, specific part, like you said, I think uh, going along that, why I think like, um, it, it tends to get more specific is because like the demand ends up like, like if you look at any high school sport these days, especially like the big ones, I'd say like, like I'd say like football, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, hockey, um, baseball, I'd probably throw in that mix too. Like literally to like make it to the next level these days, it's like, you almost have to play all year round. Like that's, that's like, that's just like, I don't know. That's almost like mandatory these days. It's like, if you aren't playing basketball in like the winter, all the way through like the spring, summer, it's like, you're going to miss out on like exposure or same thing like football nowadays. Like if you're not playing seven on seven or you're not going to go like go to these camps, like you're going to lose out, you know, or the same thing, soccer, you don't, you're not traveling all around lacrosse. You're not traveling all around. It's like, you're going to lose out on exposure, which I think sucks. So it's like, it's almost like 
they're almost making kids like having to de- decide on like one sport. So it's like, you're not going to be able to like travel all across the country in like the spring and summer playing like um, say like soccer or basketball and still run track for your high school teams. Like dang it work. <laughs> it's just, this is not, not in the cards these days anymore. What was your experience with uh, playing sports growing up? Were you a multi-sport athlete? How long did you play multiple sports? Did you have, any kind of, uh, you know, weightlifting, speed training, things like that. Kind of bring us to that story. Okay. So, um, yeah, growing up, sport junkie big time. I mean, played anything, literally everything and everything. Um, growing up, uh, the sports we never really had organized. I grew up in a really small town. We know the, I'd say soccer, hockey, were never like organized sports. Um, we were just too small. Didn't have the numbers and have the money to do it. So, all my experiences with that were like backyard or like uh, on the river when it was frozen during the winter was about the most hockey we got, <laughs> we got in. Um, but it was like, that, that's kind of how I learned to skate too, was just like frozen rivers or frozen ponds here and there um, growing up. So those were probably the ones I got the least exposure to um, growing up. Uh, but big time um, football and basketball, and those are the two I end up sticking with anyways, but football and basketball, basketball is the very first one. Um, I got exposed to pretty young and then, um, and then baseball probably, probably was the next closest one. Um, just all my friends played it and it was just something to, it was just kind of that other sport in the spring, um, to play, but definitely like basketball was like the first thing I fell in love with for sure. Like, I just, I don't even remember like when I started doing that, honestly, that was just kind of for as far back as I can remember mm-hmm. been playing basketball, honestly. Um, and I remember like, um, we did a lot of like three on three tournaments growing up, like a lot, a lot of three on three, like that was really big growing up, um, kind of small towns, you know, something fun to do on the weekend too, you know, going to, um, different things there, going to a lot of tournaments, like in elementary basketball, basketball and wrestling. If there, if there was sports you wanted to be competitive in in elementary, it was definitely those. Cause it was like, there's always tournaments to plan. Um, there's always camps to go to. Um, there's always more opportunities where like um, growing up, especially in a small town, like for like football, for example, is it's like we played it a ton, like every day at recess, always was football, no matter the day, the time, the weather, it was always football. And, but there was never anything, at or, there was no organized football growing up, you know? So we just kind of, we just be with each other playing that a lot. Um, but basketball definitely was like the one, you know, going to a lot of tournaments, a lot of camps. Um, I remember going to a lot of camps, um, being like too young, honestly. Um, but <laughs> our parents would still sign us up for it, which was, which is an experience too, especially looking back on it now. Like I'll never forget like going to like, um, Northern, Northern state camp, um, with Don Meyer and stuff. And we were, we were probably the youngest ones by like three years minimum. And like, that's like a very like, um, high intense camp, like a very, like, um, runs it very military style, you know, where, I mean, you're, there's times like the first day, like the first four hours, I'm touching basketball. Like you're literally at basketball camp. You want to touch basketball. You're just doing like different, you know, shooting drill stuff. You're working on like pivot stuff. You're working on, you know, triple threat position where your eyes should be and all this, all this jazz. And, you know, and we had to take notes and stuff for that too. Cause you'd always sit down and talk, talk to us. You had to take notes. I, I remember like, I remember like there was times, you'd be like, oh, hey, make sure to write this down. There'd be times like, he'd be like saying something. I couldn't like write it down quick enough. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't get it down. Man. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like 10. I, I can barely write. So I'm like, I don't know. So basketball is 
definitely like the first thing that probably got me to like fall in love with sports. Um, and then just watching them all the time, you know? Um, so growing up bas like I said, basketball, because I was the first love. And that's kind of when, you know, um, like, um, like KG was going through, so that was the big, like yeah. KG era in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So I was huge Timberwolves fan growing up, you know, like, you know, those early 2000s time. That's right. When I was going through like, elementary. So like, you know, you had, had him, Latrell, uh, Sam Cassell, like, Zerbiak and so I mean we actually were making runs you know with flipping stuff so I mean basketball was like was the thing obviously and then football too I remember like you know like Chris Carter Randy Moss going through with, which was amazing too um so I remember um I think that's probably a good reason why too I mean obviously that's the only thing I that's the thing that I got exposed to the most but um I think growing up at that time when having like you know Hall of Fame caliber players like playing for your state's team at that time I think definitely like pushed me towards that like it, it definitely made it more intriguing to like find out when are the Timberwolves playing you know what what's their schedule like or on Sundays like who are the Vikings playing you know so as I definitely made it more more intriguing to me um and then definitely in a small town like there's always just that like town feel you know everyone kind of supports everyone does not even kind of does um so I remember always going, always going to games. I always like had an older sister, always going to her games and stuff growing up. Um, I remember going to a lot of like high school football games too um, for that. Just a big tradition and stuff um, is going to support, you know, the varsity teams, JV teams, uh, even growing up, even when we were little, we had no connection to it even because I had a sister. Like we had no connection to it whatsoever, no relatives playing, but we all, like always went, you know, to those games and just, uh, I think part of it too, I just kind of got um, just addicted to that like atmosphere. Of you know, or like that that feeling of just like um, being being part of something, or just um, having maybe you know, I wouldn't say skin in the game is the right is the right thing, but having like having like that pride for a team, or having um, that um, that following of and everything, or being just being around that game, like that just like those like game day feels and stuff. You know, I think that's what really really drew me into sports was just that um, that intensity of it, you know, or that energy around you know, a sporting event, I think that's definitely what like, like got me excited for sure. I like the skinny in the game aspect because I didn't play football, organized football, at least until ninth grade. So I was okay. on the ninth grade B team. And then, uh, 10th grade, I got in really good shape. I felt like really good. I was going to get some, uh, time on the 10th grade team. And then I broke my foot. We had like okay. 10 days of two days, you know, like two weeks. And on the eighth mm -hmm. day, I, I broke my leg. So I was out eight weeks. So I missed all of 10th grade. So going into junior year, I had one year of football and it was nine B and I'm like, this is not preparing me for varsity. Like, I don't like, should I even play football? Like I could not gonna play soccer. I didn't play that enough. And it's like, well, there's cross country, but then I was like, I want to be part of the football program, the football team. That's what I love the most. And I want to mm -hmm. like contribute to that the best that I can. Um, right. And I just remember there was some doubts like that sophomore year. Um, cause also my sophomore year in basketball, I got a hernia. So I had surgery for that. So all of seventh okay. grade was just kind of a wash. And then going to junior, like junior is a big year for sports, big year for school. And it's like, uh, like, how do you want to be defined? How do you want to have memories? And, um, I think there's a big difference between, uh, sitting in the stands and even like sitting on the sideline, like it's like part of the team you practice, you help maybe get some game time. Um, but I think that just really shaped, uh, not only, uh, 
my high school experience, but just like my identity of being an athlete, being a part of something mm-hmm. bigger, like contributing to a team. And I think uh, it is cliche, but like sports teach you so much about life. And if you can mm-hmm. take those aspects and it's awesome for us because, and a little bit you more you than me, but working with the athletes on a daily basis, like being in that sports world, just always being able to connect what you went through to what they went through. I think it mm-hmm. just helps you be better coach, better facilitator, better mentor, just a, a better teacher uh, because yeah. you can fall back on the experiences because you were willing to put in the time, the effort, the energy um, throughout your life and, and especially high school sports. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Definitely. I was like, I, um, he said skinny. I remember when you were talking about that, it popped in my head. Um, I remember um, like seventh and eighth grade year uh, of, of, you know, middle school, junior high. Um, me and one of my friends, we did um, like ball boy, water boy, for, like the varsity team. And like, I remember like, that was probably like the first thing I think, I don't, that was definitely the first thing I took like the most pride in like ever. Like that was like, that was like the thing. Like I remember, like, I was like, like when it was Friday, it was, it was a whole nother level, you know, that was just a whole nother, a whole nother feel. And like, and that was, um, some of those first times I remember like during that, from the moment we like got on the bus, like the moment that we started like, like, um, getting ready at the school before pregame until like after like the game, it was like nothing else in the world, like mattered, like nothing else. I couldn't even have thought of anything else in the world. Like that was, that was it. You know, I remember just being like, um, taking a lot of pride and something like that. Um, and you not, I mean, obviously not having any type of influence in the game whatsoever, but the, the, the pride level is just, you know, in, out of the roof um, for something like that. And that's, that's something that is, I think sometimes overlooked with sports every now and then these days, but I'm, I'll like, that was one thing I'll never, I'll never forget those. That was, that was something else for sure. When I was, I think a freshman, either like eighth grade, ninth grade, somewhere in there, I was a ball boy at the state tournament, like Rosemont mm-hmm. just happened to have some connection where they had kids like ball boy all day. And yeah. it was like such an eye opening experience to here's how the small school, like small schools, this is how they play football. This is how they travel. This is how the communities are. And then you see like the big schools, the Prairies, uh, I think like the South was good back then. Um, mm-hmm. And you just get experience. And it's like, wow, like I can picture myself being here someday um but just contributing again like to a bigger picture even if it's a water boy or a ball boy like, that's how it starts and then you mm-hmm, play in your mm-hmm. own team and then eventually you do have success and then um this is why our story is different a little bit you went on and played at college right you played two sports in college like take us through that how that experience was what you learned from that what you took away from that okay yeah so i went i ended up going to smsu in marshall southwest minnesota state uh yeah i played football football and basketball there um yeah, that, that was a, that was a heck of an experience. Um, definitely insanely busy, insanely busy. Um, I definitely learned pretty quickly how to like prioritize time and, you know, get myself on a schedule, um, and make sure to have time, you know, for everything and still have time for, you know, the, the extra skill work or the extra lifts or the, you know, getting your homework done on time and actually doing it well, you know, not just going through the motions. Um, so that definitely taught me a lot of like how to just, yeah, prioritize, um, kind of prioritize your day, um, or how to attack a day, you know, how, how to separate things and making sure to stay on task and, um, getting, getting things done, uh, on time and in a timely manner, uh, as well. So it definitely taught me to just, um, 
essentially kind of, I mean, lack of a better term is grow up, um, kind of go from a high school kid to just be like, all right, like this is on you. Like you need to, you need to figure it out. Like this, is this what you're going to do? Like got to find a way to, got to find a way to make this happen. So like, um, definitely was kind of that first step into, you know, being an adult and like taking, um, taking responsibility for everything. Um, so that was, that was definitely big. Uh, just learning how to just do everything um, kind of on your own in a way um, is just having a lot more kind of put on your plate and being able to decipher how to, how to go about those things. Um, and that's kind of why I got one to do like the sports performance, obviously is just like um, being around that stuff and um, seeing just the opportunities and other avenues. Cause I, I always knew, which is kind of weird. I always knew um, kind of growing up and going through like high school, I knew I never wanted to be like a coach like an actual like coach. I just, I just knew like, I was like, I just don't think that's me. You know, I, was, I love, love sports. So I want to be around it. And then um, I was, I just don't think that's me. And then I got to college and kind of saw the different avenues you could take to still be around sports or to still be with the athletes and the teams. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Um, so that was, that was kind of another eye opener that I took away from it too, is it's like, I don't have to be just a coach or just a player, you know, or like the water boy or the ball boy to like still be like around these athletes and still have an impact, you know, um, on, on people. So, yeah. Well, the one nice thing about being a sports performance coach is your, your teaching can never end. You can do it your whole life. Mm -hmm. You can impact young kids, older kids, adult, like you can have such an impact versus if you're only an athlete at some point that will run out, especially if you're playing a sport like basketball or football. Uh, but if you can mm -hmm. take your knowledge and your experience and you combine those and you're a great person to be around, you can have an impact on, you know, hundreds of kids a year, a thousand of kids over your lifetime. Um, going back mm -hmm. to the coaching aspect, was there a specific part? Because I felt the same way. I never felt like I mastered the technical aspect of the game, uh, either football or basketball, to a point where I felt comfortable teaching, uh, even at like the high school level, much less college or beyond. Um, mm -hmm. And then I overthink it. And it's like, oh, like when I have kids, like in their third grade, are you going to help out? It's like kids don't know how to put their pads on. Like you'll be, you know, you can definitely help out in a lot of ways. But was there, <laughs> right, was, there right. any, was there any specific part about coaching where it's like, this isn't my, this doesn't bring out the best of me. This isn't my forte or just simply didn't, you just didn't envision yourself as being a coach. It, it was more the lifestyle, honestly. Yeah. Like that, and that, that's what, that's what, you know, college, college taught me, you know, is like, I mean, and, and bless their souls, all the, all the GAs that, you know, came, I mean, D2, you know, a lot of GAs, a lot of transfers, a lot of GAs, you know, there's not a ton of money, you know, in D2, you know, you got, you got a few full-time coaches and going to get some GAs and it's like, they're going to have a huge workload still and they're going to get paid like crap. And, um, you know, just, um, you know, learning about how to like work up the ranks or like, you know, you know, you don't pay your dues, which, which I, I totally understand. As I think in any profession you get into, like you're going to pay your dues and you're going to, um, going to have to go through some crap to get to where you want to be. Um, but I knew that whatever I decided to do, I always, I wanted to just, you know, really commit to it, you know, be the best I could at it, um, and try to be the best at it. So I just knew like, with like coaching, it's like, you gotta you like, you gotta be like willing for like the first like 10 years out of college to be able to like move anywhere in the country every like six months. And I was just like, I can't do it. I'm like, no way. Like, I just can't do it. As I couldn't like GA here. And then I got like an assistant job, say on the East coast. And then like the West coast, you get a different job. And then you go back to like 
down south, maybe you're in Texas, then you go up to Seattle for like a year, and then the next place calls, and you're like in Illinois, maybe you're in Montana. I was like, I just, I was like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I would just hear of like all of these GAs of like obviously like the work they had to do, you know, paying their dues for those few, first few years, but like where they would be bouncing back and forth to for six to ten years. And I still know some coaches that are still they're doing great. Obviously, they're doing they're doing awesome. You know, they're getting um they're getting their opportunities. They're getting to like that, that next big job. But it's like you've moved like five times in the last four years, man. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm just like, no way. That's just not me. I'm like, no way. I just can't can't do it. Can't do that. So that's that was, I think that was the biggest reason right there that I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I was I need, I want um um uh, a type of job that um one that I just love, you know, it's not not a job, something I love to do and something that um I have the flexibility to to kind of um move on my own or be on uh, essentially my own like life schedule, not have to do this and that. And and um no is like um like recruiting. Um you're do, you're on the road a lot. That's probably what it was actually. I sure. knew I didn't want to and then when I got to college and I was playing two sports, that's when I knew I would never coach. Cause I was like, after being on a bus, literally every single weekend for a school year, I was like, no way I'm done with this. I'm like, the moment I get done with college, I'm not stepping foot on another charter bus for about 10 years. I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. I'm out. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Too many, too many sleepless nights on there sitting on the, no way. I was like, no way. I, I was like, I can never do this again. I'm like, no way. So I was like, I'm out on coaching. I ain't doing it. I think too often in sports and in healthcare, we see things as like a hierarchy, like in healthcare, it's like, Oh, like doctors at the top. And then it goes like PAs and then like nurses and then PTs are just on the mm-hmm, bottom. Mm-hmm. Usually and oh, then in sports, yeah. oh, it's man. like, Oh, like head football coach. And then it's like assistant coach. And then like, it's just like, but instead of like a hierarchy, it's more of this kind of uh, like spread out, horizontally where it's like where do you fit best and you figured out I don't fit best in this sector because it doesn't bring out the best in me and these aren't my priorities it's not better or worse it's just like in terms of uh how people should view me it's like this is how I can bring out my best self and you recognize right away I can do this really well these are my priorities I'm not willing to sacrifice on location and I think a lot of people especially young people coming out of college struggle with that because they see it as you need to do this. You need to do that to be successful. Social media has obviously expanded that so much where um, we just measure ourselves on what we see, but you right. had that, that kind of inner compass to figure out, Hey, I know I can be really happy and successful doing this. Um, these are things I might have to give up, but in the long term, I know it's the best play for me. Um, so I applaud you on that because I think I oh, struggled that for a while. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do struggle with that. Um, yeah not always comparing to am I, my job better or worse than someone else. It's more, is this a better fit for me? Right. Yeah. And like, and like you said, that was, I think that was definitely the thing that um, I thought of the most too, is like, um, what, what would I see myself yeah, succeeding in the best? Like what, what's the best scenario for what's something that um, I can really dive into and really sink my teeth into. And I'm not going to be like four years down the road and be like, Oh my God, like, I hate this. Like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this like next career. So I was, I, I was like, I had to, you know, really, really um, think about that too. And kind of how I wanted to um, go about it, you know, and uh, figured out where it all kind of lined up. 
myself. I think that's where like your why for what you do has to come in. And my why for physical therapy used to always be, I like exercise and I like helping people. And mm-hmm. for everyone listening, that is a terrible why. It's so generic. It's not going to be, <laughs> right. if you out of bed at 6 a.m. It's not going to be like, like supersede the paycheck you're getting. Like you have to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and over the last couple weeks and months, I've realized when I was growing up, I wasn't uh, the healthiest athlete. Like I got, like I, we talked about a little bit, like I broke my foot sophomore year. I had a hernia, yep. Yep. Had like asthma complications, performance anxiety, things like that. But also I wasn't like the happiest athlete either. And I think if I would have had different mindset and different mentality, uh, maybe different knowledge on training, that could have been a lot different. And that's what I want to provide people. So what is your why for coaching? Um, oh, that that's actually pretty easy. I actually think about that a lot. Um, so actually, my why is like, I look back of like, um, I obviously grew up in a small town, you know, we didn't have like, we didn't have these opportunities, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm still at like TCOE down right now. And like, I, I mean, I just remember like the first time I walked into this place and like just looking at it and I was just like, like, this is crazy. Like, this is like in the, I would consider backyard of like hundred thousand like high school athletes. Like, it's absolutely insane. Like the opportunities that have, not just us, like, I mean, you got, I mean, you got, um, you know, you got game face right there. You got, you got drive down the road you know i mean you got i mean ets is right down the road too same thing you know it's like all these opportunities um and i think that's what i wanted to like to give back to you know obviously like learning um the biomechanics of things in college or learning about like sports performance training and like learning how to like you know properly run how to properly jump like you know i was never i was never taught those things growing up we just got it through playing you know that's that's how that's how we kind of figured it out um but I was definitely a kid that like, I, I always kind of just wanted more, you know, I, I just kind of tried to take as much in as I could. And I, I thought back of like, of like what I learned in like, you know, college of like how to, how to properly weight train. Obviously we, we did, we did stuff in high school, but it was nothing programmed. It wasn't, it, we didn't have professionals running. It was our head coaches who were phenomenal at doing the best they could. I mean, they weren't professionals at it. They didn't really, really know what they were doing. They just tried to do the best thing they could. And like, um, I thought about that in college, like, you know, like, um, why I wanted to get into like what I'm doing now is that like, I want to be that person for, for, you know, for that next generation to come to that, um, you know, and I, I, I think that one kid that that's going to be is a, like some of the, one of the six-year-olds I train on like Saturdays and I haven't seen him for like a year already. Um, but like someone that like, that just want, that just wants it all. That just wants to get better and is willing to put the time and effort into it and just always is just hungry for more. Like that's, that's why I want to give back, you know, give them, give them that opportunity of just to literally be like the um, there's absolutely, you know, no ceiling, like the, the sky is the limit type thing. It's like, just, you know, I'll give you every single opportunity and I'll exhaust everything I can to give you anything you want and try to make you the best you can, the best you can be as long as you're just willing to put the effort into it, you know? And I think, um, that's something I'd probably say, uh, I'd probably pride myself in or probably my best quality, honestly, is I know I'm probably not the smartest or I'm probably not the, um, the most timely sometimes or most organized something, but I know like, um, definitely work hard. Like I know, I, I know I got a good work ethic, you know? So that's why I'm like, if I can, 
if I find anybody or anybody who wants to just come in and just get better or, you know, just put the time in, it's like, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, I want to give you as much opportunity as you can. And like how people say, like, they, um, you know, you want to, whenever you're done playing, you know, like you never know when your last day is going to be, you never know when your last game is going to be, but to be like, yeah, I did everything I could to get to there, you know, and just to help, help someone get to that point of like, I did at the end of the day, I know I did everything I could to like get here essentially. I can definitely attest to your work ethic. Before I started at TCO, I found you on Instagram. Like, oh, he's got like working on all the athletes. Like he seems cool. And then I started following him closer. I'm like, how many facilities does he go to in a day? Like he's outside, he's outside, he's out. It's like, it's like, okay. Like he's putting in the work like late nights, early mornings. Um, But another Mm -hmm. thing that I really appreciate about you is you're probably one of the most consistent personalities uh, of any coach I've talked to. You're never like bouncing off. Like you're never bouncing off the walls, like going crazy. Like there's a, there's a clip this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. That coach from some football team was like shaking his players and getting like a little too revved up. And there's some backlash on that. Um, but you're never like, you're never like moping around complaining about the weather or the time, like stuff like the normal person kind of just complains about to have small talk. You're, you're, you're Mm -hmm. super consistent. And I think, um, looking back on my athletic career, my best coaches were the most consistent. They weren't always the most energetic mm-hmm. or the most rah, rah, rah. And they weren't obviously like the most depressing or, uh, you know, condescending, but they were just consistent. Yeah. Like they always showed up. They always had a game plan. They always were mm-hmm. optimistic. They always like, they allowed you to believe in yourself. And mm-hmm. I think people don't see that as uh, like difficult or something like you should try to attain. And when it is actually probably the most important thing to attain uh, instead of doing crazy videos on Instagram or uh, having these like awesome speeches, like that stuff's cool and stuff, but just to be like, cause the athletes there to get better. Like they're not there. Like they don't care how like cool you are or not. Like they need you to help them. And like, you're Mm -hmm. serving Mm -hmm. other people and you found a way in my eyes to do that at a very high level. Yeah. Thank you guys. I, I, I think definitely too, like, um, I always think back to like, uh, like when I, when I first started this, um, this career, I guess, uh, I saw the first thing I ever did, I worked at 43 hoops, um, for, for Bill, for Welly, uh, Welly yeah. fast. And, um, that was my first ever, first ever job with like sports performance, uh, pretty much fresh out of college, a few months out of college there, I moved up here and was doing that. And like, I think that's why another reason I kind of, take a lot more pride in like the um the people I train um because I mean there I was training eight to eight to twelve year olds for I mean that, that, that was my that was my clientele for a uh, year and a half <laughs> like that's all I did I just trained eight to twelve year olds but it was like at the end of the day it was like I mean everyone's been there before like like you come out of college not like you got a I've got a ton of money <laughs> you got you got a lot of expenses you're not making a ton of money and like um that was that was like you know, the main source of income was, was like training those kids, you know? And, um, so I, I just took a lot of pride of like someone to do that. And like, as I said, growing up, I think that helped too, like growing up in a small town and, um, obviously my parents gave me like phenomenal opportunities and I, I never felt like I was like, you know, going hungry or I didn't have clothes, but like definitely understood that, like, you know, um, you know, money, money's not, you know, money's not cheap, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think I took a lot of pride of like, when somebody would send me like say both of their kids or there's a group of like three, four kids and I'm getting like 
you know, 25 bucks a kid. So they're giving me like a hundred dollars to like train their kids for an hour. It's like, I'm going to give you like the best hour I possibly can, because it's like, you can easily go spend that hundred dollars. Just like I said, at you go to ETS, you go to game phase, you can go a lot of other places than like spending your money here. You know? So I think I just took a lot of pride in that. And that definitely has like kind of um, progressed uh, more into it. Cause I think, yeah, the way I look at it is it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of other um, opportunities out there. Um, and for somebody to come into me or come into TCO, um, you know, just definitely take a lot of pride in that. Um, like you said, this is the service and the quality, you know, that, that I'm giving you because um, like I guess I know you can just as easy as it was to come in here, just as easy you can go to the next, you can go to the next spot down the road if you don't like it. So it's like, try to do my best. It's a blessing and a curse to be in a field that is just relationship building, like personality driven. Mm -hmm. It can be yes. the best thing. It can also, if you're not consistent, like if you're not bringing effort, if you're not trying to put the athlete before yourself, it can really come back to bite you. Um, going back to like paying your dues and things like that and your mm -hmm. hashtag pay rent, which is one of my favorite yeah, things yeah. that, uh, Thank you. that I see again, you're consistent with that. It's, it's pay rent every day. Um, I appreciate it. my, uh, my first job out of PT school was in a clinic and it had zero windows. It's like the whole day Ooh, you yeah. are inside. You have no idea what time it is. It had a leg press machine and then it had dumbbells up to like, like 10 or 15 pounds. And, um, okay. I had a great manager though. So like just, it says to like, again, going back to relationships, they matter so much because I had a, I came away with a positive experience because I really like my manager. He did a lot for me. Um, but now like when I come into work and I see you working with, you know, division one basketball players, high school, soccer players, we have, you know, the basketball court with weight room, we have the turf, we have the oh. separate PT. It's just like, it just blows my mind that, um, five years ago, I could barely like that clinic didn't even exist. And now it's like, I get to walk in there every day. Uh, and it makes you really appreciate mm -hmm. that you put in the work, uh, at the front end of your career to get the opportunities you get now, um, even though you couldn't even see them. And I literally couldn't envision this thing mm -hmm. because it wasn't there. It's like three years old. So, and same for yeah, you growing literally. up, like we didn't yeah. know these things existed except in, mm -hmm. you know, Disneyland fairy tale world. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And then uh, the other thing I've thought of lately is, is uh, uh, and I saw this quote uh, a while ago. It's like, when the opportunity presents, it's too late to prepare. And a lot of opportunities you end up wanting in life, you can't even envision in your head because kind of like where we work, like that clinic didn't exist. It's hard to picture working there when it's not even a physical building. So um, mm -hmm. just putting that extra effort, knowing all your athletes' names, showing up early, staying late, sending an extra text message, like good job today, that stuff all mm -hmm. adds up. And, and when you're young uh, and I'm still, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 29, like I'm still relatively young. I know you're mm -hmm. not, I know you're not super old, but, um, no. it's hard to, uh, it's hard to see that leading to something, but then when it does, you're so grateful. Like I trusted the process I put in the work, um, and it led me down the path that I, I've always wanted to, and I couldn't even envision, um, kind of like I alluded to. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree with that too. I was like, I think another thing I think of too, is like, um, what I, I, what I've even thought of like at 43 hoops and even now too, it's like, I always kind of take the mentality of like, um, you know, um, uh, every, every athlete I work with, I, 
I always think I try to think in my head that I'm like, I'm like they're um they're your, they're your next million dollar athlete. You know, they're they're the next one. You know, because it's like, just like you said, if, if I if I don't treat it like that every single time, then when I do, probably wouldn't get that opportunity. But whenever that opportunity would come around, of say a a high draft pick or someone who's already in the league or someone who's already established. It's like, you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to be prepared. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you haven't done it before, but say if you treat everyone like that and you always, you know, do those small things and just do that extra work. It's like that. Then when that time does come, you're going to be prepared and you're going to be ready for it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying is just, you know, it's all, it's all, um, all those uh smaller things that are just building building and building into um something bigger for sure one thing i like to talk to a lot of coaches about is how they fight complacency once you get to a certain level of success it's really easy to chill for a bit or just be comfortable or just kind of you know coast a little bit like okay like i made it here like i'm good for a while what kind of things uh do you do or do you think of or do you uh implement in your daily life to keep you uh, constantly improving, constantly getting better, constantly finding new opportunities to grow and develop. Um, opportunity wise, that's, that's what I think drew me in the most with like, um, with like TCO, um, as a whole, obviously I love, I love the, the 43 hoops. It was, it was awesome. Um, never forget that, but like moving, moving on to this, um, I think the best thing is, is having, is having other people around, you know, is it's like, it's having like, um, you know, more of that mentor role, like, um, like a bill around or having that Kirk around of like someone who's been very established in this field, you know, for, for a couple of decades, it's like being able to see like, all right, like even just being a fly on the wall sometimes of like, Hey, I just, I just want to watch a session. I, I just want to understand like what makes you good at what you do. You know, cause obviously something you gotta be doing something right. If you're being like successful this long. Um, so kind of being able to, to look at that um, as a way to do it. Um, and then, um, <laughs> this might not be the best way to look at it sometimes, but I'm, I'm just like super competitive, but, um, for a, re- a way I don't get complacent with stuff is, um, I'm just super competitive. Um, so I, um, I, I don't take things too personal, but I do like, um, I do still compare myself to people like in my field, you know, I'm, I'm still very, very competitive with it is it's like, I think about that with like, um, you know, anybody like, uh, a lacrosse athlete, a basketball athlete that I think about, like, um, say, you know, the next, the next guys, you know, the next guys coming up, um, you know, the next, the next big kids coming out of high school or like the kids coming back from that are in college and coming back. Cause it's like, I think about, um, guys that are already successful and they come back say to Minnesota for the year and they hit up someone at ETS or they hit up someone at, at game face. And I think to myself, like, why didn't they hit me up? Like, why didn't, like, why, how can I get to that level that it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in that thought process of like, Oh, when I go back, like I need to train with this guy or that, you know what, like, no, that's, that's the best way to go. So I think trying to, you know, see where other people are at and try to be like, essentially try to be like, I, I want to get, I want to get to that level. Like I want to get, I want to be part of that conversation. Um, so I think that's definitely where um, I try to keep, working towards and that and that's where I'd say like Kirk and um like Bill Bill are at you know where it's like you know they have they have there's agents who like send their prospects to them because they're just like no like you're going you're going to this one like that's that's the best one you know you can get um so trying to get um always is trying to get to that next level um I think is just by 
you know, kind of seeing essentially on social media, I mean, really is what, is what it turns into is like seeing, um, seeing where um, some of these top tier guys, you know, are going to, and then same thing, thinking about, right. What makes who they're trained with, what makes their coach or performance coach, um, what makes them successful? Like, what are they doing that draws them in? And then I think to myself, all right, what can I do to improve what I'm doing to just make it better? Um, and that kind of goes along. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of the programming stuff I do, you know, I just like looking at it after a full, after a full, um, uh, program, you know, kind of wraps up. I always look at it and just take, you know, take time to just look at it and just be like, all right, like what was good? What wasn't good? What should I change for the next time? Um, and how, how do I just make this, make this better the next time around? The first time I met Bill, it was at, a high school football combine, I think, uh, uh-huh. five or six months ago. And, uh, he, there's all these groups that came through and he was running the 40 yard dash and I'm like, Oh sweet. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to give them all these tips and he's going to like really help them. And this is gonna be awesome. Like I would like walk over to every group and listen. And all he did was he asked the group, how many of you have talked to a college coach here? And like none of the kids raise their hand cause they're 17. They can't talk to them, <laughs> right. which I was definitely That's in true. that group. Like I was too nervous. And he's like, Oh, right. He's like, you guys are just their numbers on paper. And unless you run like a four two, like none of you are going to stand out relative to all, like you guys are all about the same, but if you introduce yourself, if you say hi, if you say, yes, sir, you say, please. And you make a conversation and they put a face to the numbers that's how you stand out. That's how you get mm-hmm. the next opportunity when they're, you know, making calls or making uh, final decisions. And like you put a positive impression first. And that goes for, for coaching, for being a good uh, parent or spouse or just any relationship, like mm-hmm. put forward your best self and don't worry so much about the credentials or the, the resume, just be a good person. And that's going to lead you to so many opportunities and doors um, and that's what I found so far in my career is like the better person I am to other people and not even selfishly, just being a good person, like showing up, saying hi, helping out when you can, um, mm-hmm. that makes just all the difference in the world. And I know you've done that too, with your athletes. Uh, cause I see it every day, go out there, like you're, you're, you're engaged, you're, you're not sitting on your phone. Um, you're telling stories, you're making jokes, uh, you're making sure everyone's taken care of. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's, uh, if, if Bill saw that and knew he'd be very pleased and, and very proud of you because uh, that's what differentiates uh, any coach from some of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And that's what I think makes me feel, um, does feel good about myself is when, um, so I had a few in, in like the basketball group this summer um, that like, uh, you know, they, they, the ones that like, um, especially when you get like older and older and this it's been around more, you know, they've been introduced to a lot of performance stuff, you know, at younger ages now as I'm starting to get more kids um, just cause I kind of was the next in line, you know, same thing that we talked about is it's just as easy to go somewhere as it is to leave. And um, I'm starting to get more kids now too, that they're like, yeah, I was at, you know, so-and-so place. And it, it just wasn't, it wasn't personal. I, I felt they're like, I just felt like same thing. So I, I felt like a number on a page. You know, they're like, they're like, I felt like I was just going in there. It was, you know, very general. Um, I felt like I was very much on my own. I didn't really get much guidance. I didn't feel like there was a personal connection. Like I felt like I didn't even know who I could talk to or if anybody even like knew who I was and stuff, you know? So like hearing 
and stuff like that is obviously trying not to do that. Obviously like, don't do that. Um, but like getting them that, like, they just feel, um, they feel comfortable. They feel like, um, they feel like they're at home or they feel like they can be themselves. Um, I think, I think it's very big to just keep, you know, keep that clientele come back. And, um, biggest thing with that is just like, um, like you said, like being a good person, you know, that's like, um, especially in like what we do, uh, the best, your best advocate is just, is just word of mouth. Like that's, that's the best thing is it's like, you could be, you could have all the awards or this and that, or have the best following or, but it's like, if so-and-so says to, you know, if this kid's parent said that they absolutely loved it and they just tell the other parent, Hey, you need to go here. It doesn't matter what is stacked. It's like, that's where they're going to go. No matter what. That's, that's the same thing with like any of the, um, the like, especially like that middle school area of like kids I get, you know, I mean, I don't get them off social media or reaching out to them personally. It's like 95% of them is I'll get a random call. Usually it's like on like a Sunday or Monday and they'll be like, Hey, yeah. So I was with, uh, so-and-so's parents, you know, we were just having some drinks on Saturday and we're talking about our kids, obviously, and sports. And they told me you're the guy to call. And I'm like, well, that's, that's awesome. Like, I, I appreciate the call. Like, this is what I do, you know, this, this is what's going on. But I'm like, that's literally like what it comes down to is just like making that good impression of people, you know, and being a good person. And they just, they're, that, they're, they're what helps you grow, you know? Um, so that's, that's like the best thing about it too. That has to be the best feeling because you can't pay that. Oh, yeah. You can't fake that. You can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you can fake it for a while maybe, but it's just this, you're not asking, you're not even asking for it. It's just these no, kids yeah, love it so have, much. Yep. They're going on their way to tell their parents, they're telling another parent and they're trusting mm-hmm. you with their kids, which is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in their lives. And, um, hundred percent. It's absolutely just a rewarding feeling. And that's another thing about what we do. It just, it's never ending reward because there's always someone to help. There's always someone to get better. There's always another colleague to mentor. There's another person to ask questions with. And that's why I do this podcast. It's rewarding to me. Selfishly, mm-hmm. I get to talk to a bunch of different people and uh, it just floats my both and it, it fills my buckets. Um, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. I've, uh, like I said, we've worked together for a short time here, but I've really mm-hmm. appreciated everything you've done, um, both with the athletes you work with and just creating a, a, a culture of success, that consistency we talked about and an excellence, of course. So thank you, Nate, for jumping on the podcast. Appreciate you looking forward to what holds uh, a future for you and uh, we'll go from there. So appreciate it, man. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate taking the time out and having me and hopefully uh, be back another time. So be great. (laughs) You got it.